Loving Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege of life. It is not because of our holiness or righteousness or goodness that you have made us to be partakers of this life, but we understand that it is your love and great mercy which you have bestowed upon us. We do not feel entitled to it by any means, and that's why we worship you and say, May all glory, honor, praise, and adoration be unto your holy name now and forevermore. Lord in heaven, we want you to guide us into the path of life, that our lives may be a blessing, an honor, and a glory to your name. We do not want to use this life you've given to us to bring sorrow and sadness to heaven. Therefore, we pray that as we go through this devotion, that you will grant us of your spirit, every one of us listening and those who will speak, that your words shall bless every one of us. Put your words in our mouth that we may speak life to all who would listen to the transformation of our character, that we may reflect your glory. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage January 21 Cain went out And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Genesis chapter 4 verse 16 God had given Cain an opportunity to confess his sin. He knew the enormity of the deed he had done and of the falsehood he had uttered to conceal it. But he was rebellious still and sentence was no longer deferred. Notwithstanding that Cain had by his crimes merited the sentence of death, a merciful creator still spared his life and granted him opportunity for repentance. But Cain lived only to harden his heart, to encourage rebellion against the divine authority, and to become the head of a line of bold, abandoned sinners. This one apostate, led on by Satan, became a tempter to others, and his example and influence exerted their demoralizing power until the earth became so corrupt and filled with violence as to call for its destruction. Upon receiving the curse of God, Cain had withdrawn from his father's household. He had gone out from the presence of the Lord, cast away the promise of the restored Eden, to seek his possessions and enjoyment in the earth under the curse of sin. Thus, standing at the head of that great class of men who worship the God of this world, In that which pertains to mere earthly and material progress, his descendants became distinguished. But they were regardless of God and in opposition to his purposes for man. In sparing the life of Cain, the murderer, God gave the world an example of what would be the result of permitting the sinner to live to continue a course of unbridled iniquity. Through the influence of Cain's teaching and example, 
Multitudes of his descendants were led into sin, until the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. As Cain went out from the presence of the Lord to seek his home, as the prodigal wandered into the far country, so do sinners seek happiness in forgetfulness of God. Amen. The title of our devotion is Cain Went Out. This devotion takes a look at the legacy of Cain and his generation. In the book of Genesis chapter 4, we have been looking at the account of the life of Cain and Abel. And uh, yesterday we saw how gradually Satan was leading Cain to become the number one apostate and the one through whom the whole earth will know what evil really is. We saw how God came to warn Cain, telling him to deal with the thoughts in his heart, telling him that his countenance was showing what he was about to do, and God admonished him, if you do well, you would be accepted, and the Lord is telling us that today. And now today we're going to look at what really transpired after that. You see, in the book of 1 John chapter 3, reading from verse 11, we would see what really is the reason behind Cain's actions as uh, the Lord was warning him about. Firstly, in the book of Genesis chapter 4, reading from verse 8, it says, And Cain talked with, his, with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Why did Cain do this? It was the Lord who rejected him. It wasn't Abel. But it was the Lord. So why will Cain slay Abel when it was the Lord that rejected him? Remember yesterday we looked at that. How it is that people who do evil will come against the good people. Uh, they will look at them and call them names like Mr. Goody Two Shoes because they like to do everything right. And it seems their life is a rebuke to those who do right. And because of that rebuke, they are angry with them. But here it is that the Lord was the one that rejected Abel, uh, rejected Cain. But Cain rose up and slew Abel. Who do you think he was actually trying to slay? It was not Abel. It is God himself. Where Cain to have the opportunity to slay God himself, he will do it. 1 John chapter 3 from verse 11 says, For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. There it is that we find the reason why Cain slew Abel. It is the same reason why people slay with their tongue today. It is the reason why people gossip those who do good. Because their works are evil, and those who do good have works that are good and there is that contrast that re that rebuking life of the good people it's a rebuke to those who are evil and those who are evil like Cain will slay the good ones because their own works are evil and those are good that's just it the Bible says it because his works were evil and Abel's work was good 
and the constant rebuke they get from a life that is around them that is good they don't like it they try to set you up they did it to daniel set you up to make you look evil they will make a mountain out of a molehill any little thing you cannot make a small mistake but the whole world will ring of it from these evil people they would want to speak about it they will make it magnified in the eyes of the people they will paint it with colors to make the person look evil just like themselves so that we all can be on the same level but if you loved even if you saw evil in your brother if you saw them in a scandal you would rather protect them than go around slaying them with a tongue here it is that the difference in the life of one who is good and one who is evil is the problem cain slew abel genesis chapter 4 verse 9 and the lord said unto cain where is abel thy brother and he said i know not am i my brother's keeper now in saying this he was already telling lies bearing false witness verse 10 and he said what hast thou done the voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground and now art thou cursed from the earth which had opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand when thou tillest the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength a fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth and Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain lest any finding him should kill him what a merciful god cain deserved to die nothing more but the merciful god knowing the frailties of man had mercy on him and even said anybody who slays him will be dealt with in sevenfold hmm. but here it is that the bible now says in verse 16 and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. What does it mean that he went out from the presence of the Lord? He and his father and mother and their family lived in the place where Eden was, not to the west of Eden, not to the east or north or south of Eden. They lived as the Lord drove Adam and Eve out of Eden. They stayed close to Eden nearest to God as they could be but here it was that in leaving Eden that is the gates of Eden Cain went out from the presence of the Lord to go and seek his own on this earth he said the Lord drove him the Lord did not drive him anywhere he is the one that went out from the presence of the Lord he couldn't exercise faith enough to even ask for forgiveness and to receive that forgiveness nothing of repentance is seen in cain's words and his his conversation with god nothing like i'm sorry nothing like feeling bad or repentance or contrition nothing like that all cain wants 
is to go away. He's not interested in asking for forgiveness, not interested in repentance. He is okay with what he did. This is evil incarnate here in Cain. Satan found in Cain someone he could use to manifest his own character. And Cain, Cain allowed himself because the Lord had warned him before. When in verse 7 of Genesis 4 he says, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And what is sin? Who is the originator of sin? Satan. Satan was lying at the door. And the Lord said, And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. You see, the Lord is personating sin. Unto thee shall be his desire. But it was sin that God said was lying at the door. Satan is the one that was lying at the door. And Satan was desiring to have Cain. But the Lord told him, rule over him. Don't allow him to take you. There was a battle in the mind of Cain. But Cain lost it. He allowed the devil to take control of him. And he slew his brother Abel. And then Cain went out. Conflict and Courage, page 27, paragraph 3 says, But Cain lived only to harden his heart, to encourage rebellion against the divine authority, and to become the head of a line of bold, abandoned sinners. This one apostate, led on by Satan, became a tempter to others, and his example and influence exerted their demoralizing power until the earth became so corrupt and filled with violence as to call for its destruction." End of quote. Why did Cain leave the presence of the Lord? Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1, it says, Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. Hmm. This passage is pregnant with a lot of meaning. Through what? Desire. This desire being referred to here in Proverbs 18 verse 1 is the desire, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, true love of the world. A man having separated himself. So the first thing, they will separate themselves. Separate themselves from what? From God just as Cain did. Then what's the next thing? Seek it and intermeddle it with all wisdom. What does that mean? They seek and intermeddle. That is, there's no good counsel you will give them that they will listen to. And also, they will seek after the kind of wisdom that is the wisdom of the world and intermeddling with things that they ought not to meddle with, getting into practices, evil practices that will give them what they desire. Because it says, through desire, that is why they intermeddle and seek with all wisdom. But the wisdom here can be the wisdom of God, but they will reject it, intermeddle with it, and they would not want it. But here, the other part of seeking is talking about seeking the wisdom of this world that will help them to get that which they desire. And this is what Cain did. His lineage, his whole posterity was led on by Satan and became tempters to others. Let me read that. Genesis chapter 4 now, reading from verse 17, says, And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. 
and unto Enoch was born Erad, and Erad begat Mehujael, and Mehujael begat Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech, and Lamech took unto him two wives. Hmm. Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah, and Ada bare Jabal. His, he was the father of such as dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and organ. And Zillah, she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor in every artificer in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nema. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my hearth. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. End of quote. Here is a short account of the people of of Cain's lineage. If you go to the book of Genesis 6, you could see more about them. They are the ones who it was referred to that brought the world to a state where the Lord himself said it repented him that he had made man in Genesis chapter 6 verse 6 and it grieved his heart because in verse 5 it says that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This state of things in the world was brought about by just one person, Cain. Through his influence, he taught his children to be evil people. Like we just saw now, Lamech also killed like his father. Killed two people, not just one. And then you could tell that these people were a, a very rebellious people and evil people who knew not God. Cain wasn't going to teach anybody about God. He wasn't going to tell his children to worship God. They knew nothing about the commandments of God saying, Thou shalt not kill, don't commit adultery. You see them bringing in the polygamy into the world. They knew nothing of such things. They had no respect towards the law of God. They were the ones who brought about the first city, Cain, built a city. There was nothing like cities. Cain was the first who built a city for himself. And you know what it is to build a city. He had, he carved out a jurisdiction for himself. Anybody who enters into that place is entering under his authority and must follow his rules. The world was not like that. Adam was not telling anybody that you must follow my rules as far as you are on this earth and you must do what I say. Cain is the first who did that, built a city, carved out a territory for himself in the land of Nod and anyone who must come there must live by the ways of Cain. He owned that city. He ruled that city. You see, when you look at the barons and the mafia of today, Cain was more than a baron, more than a mafia. He he was the one who began such character, the satanic character of wanting to rule over people, to bring evil upon them. That is what Cain was. You see, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 18, we are told the influence of what one person can be in this world, just as it was with Cain. It says, Wisdom is better than the weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good. End of quote. One sinner, Cain, destroyed much good. And through him, the world came to a state where the Lord had to destroy it with a flood. Page 27, paragraph 4 of Conflict and Courage says, 
he had gone out from the presence of the Lord, cast away the promise of the restored Eden. That's what I want us to take note of. He cast away the promise of the restored Eden to seek his possessions and enjoyment in the earth under the curse of sin. Thus, standing at the head of that great class of men who worship the God of this world, in that which pertains to mere earthly and material progress, his descendants became distinguished, but they were regardless of God and in opposition to his purposes. End of quote. You see, Cain's children became the world's renowned and successful ones, like we just read Tubal Cain, uh, who was the one who was an instructor in every artificer in brass and iron, and they also were the ones in the music world, you know, harps and organs, and you can tell the kind of music, these were people who knew not God, so what kind of music was Cain's children going to be singing? Here in verse 21, it says his brother's, his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and organ. What kind of music would they be singing? The type inspired from the pits of hell that would bring about evil influences in the world. Music has a power. We read about King Saul that when David played the harp in a certain way, the evil spirits will leave him. But when it was without that music, the evil spirit was upon him. Music has a power to chase away the evil spirits or to bring them into your life. And these people who knew not God, you can tell what kind of music they will be singing. These people were the world's uh, stars as we know them today. The world hasn't changed. We still have them around us. It is the worldly people that we see around us. They represent passion in the book Pilgrim's Progress. They got tired of waiting for the promise of the restored Eden. They lived a life of sinful neglect and sinful pleasure. It was through them that the sin of polygamy began. Patriarchs and Prophets, page 81, paragraph 1. Some people don't understand that polygamy is a sin. They want to leave it in the middle, leave it right there and make it look like it's not a sin. Polygamy is a sin. To the crime of murder in which Cain had led the way. To the what? To the crime of murder. Lamech, the fifth in descent, added polygamy and boastfully defiant, he acknowledged God only to draw from the avenging of Cain an assurance of his own safety. Abel had led a pastoral life, dwelling in tents and boots, and the descendants of Seth followed the same course, counting themselves strangers and pilgrims on the earth, seeking a better country that is an heavenly Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 and 16. Yeah, page 338, paragraph 1 of Patriarchs and Prophets also says, Polygamy was practiced at an early date. It was one of the sins that brought the wrath of God upon the antediluvian world. Yet, after the flood, it again became widespread. It was Satan's studied effort to pervert the marriage institution, to weaken its obligation and lessen its sacredness. For in no surer way could he deface the image of God in man and open the door to misery and vice. End of quote. Those who are saying polygamy is not a sin, you are preaching the message of the devil. Here we read that there is no surer way in no surer way could Satan deface the image of God in man than bringing this thing called polygamy which opens the door to misery and vice into families. And yet some people want to say it's not a sin. How will a man marry a second wife without lusting after her in his heart? The Bible says, Jesus says, he that looketh at a woman to lust after her, he has already 
committed adultery with her in his heart. How would you have one wife with you and then think about a second one? Are you not lusting? Are you not coveting? Is that person your wife? No, it is not. And what do you say you want to do? You love the person. Oh, you love your child too. Are you going to marry your child? You love your sister. Will you marry your sister? He says, because of love, you're marrying a second wife. Can you not love someone without marrying the person? Except you have something else in mind. That you want to get intimate. You want to have go into sexual intercourse. And when you think of that, my brother, when you have that in mind, you have already committed adultery even before you marry the person. So don't tell me that polygamy is not a sin. It is verily a sin from the thought of it before the practice of it. And it is this sin of polygamy that Satan uses to deface the image of God in men. And any pastor and any person who claims to be representing God, teaching that polygamy is not a sin, you are only a messenger of Satan telling people lies and using the word of God to bring about your own lustful ends. That is what it is. Polygamy practiced by the children of Cain, and yet a child of God it will, will come to tell us that there is nothing wrong in polygamy. The people who knew not God, who hated him, a rebellious people, are the ones who brought about this thing. And yet people would say it is no sin. Woe unto them who say that. Now we see that there was something about Cain which is that he had not patience. He cast away the promise of the restored Eden. There was a promise. Yes, we are not in Eden, but the Lord has said, you will come back to it. Just be faithful. But Cain lacked patience. And I said earlier that Cain represents passion in the book Pilgrim's Progress. In the book Pilgrim's Progress, there's a man called Christian. And uh, in the form of a similitude, he was being taught by the Holy Spirit who is called the interpreter and as he was studying that the Holy Spirit was teaching him there was this allegory that was given to him of two children one called patience and the other called passion so I'll just like to read here from the book what it says it says I saw moreover in my dream that the interpreter took him by the hand and had him in a little room where sat two little children each one in his chair the name of the eldest was Passion, and the name of the other, Patience. Passion seemed to be much discontented, but Patience was very quiet. Then Christian asked, What is the reason of this discontent of Passion? The interpreter answered, The governor of them would have him stay for his best things till the beginning of the next year, but he will have all now, but Patience is willing to wait. So I stop here to just say, patience and passion could represent Abel and Cain. I'll continue the reading. Then I saw that one came to passion and brought him a bag of treasure and poured it down at his feet, the which he took up and rejoiced therein and laughed patience to scorn. But I beheld but a little while, and he had lavished all away and had nothing left him but rags. Then said Christian to the interpreter, Expound this matter more fully to me. And the interpreter said, These two lads are figures, passion of the men of this world, already you know that that represents Cain, and patience of the men of that which is to come, and you know that represents Abel. 
For as here thou seest passion will have all now, this year, that is to say, in this world, so are the men of this world. They must have all their good things now. They cannot stay till next year, that is, until the next world, for their portion of good. That proverb, a bird in hand, is worth two in the bush, is of more authority with them than are all the divine testimonies of the good of the world to come. But as thou sawest that he had quickly lavished all the way, and had presently left him with nothing but rags, so will it be with all such men at the end of this world. Then said Christian, Now I see that patience has the best wisdom, and that upon many accounts, number one, because he stays for the best things, number two, and also because he will have the glory of his when the other had nothing but rags. And the interpreter said, Nay, you may add another. To wit, the glory of the next world will never wear out, but these are suddenly gone. Therefore, passion had not so much reason to laugh at patience, because he had good things first, as patience will have to laugh at the passion, because he had his best things last. For first must give place to last, because last must have his time to come. But last gives place to nothing, for there is not another to succeed. He therefore that hath his portion first must needs have a time to spend it. But he that has his portion last must have it lastingly. Therefore it is said of dives, In thy lifetime thou receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now is he comforted, and thou art tormented. And Christian said, Then I perceive, it is not best to covet things that are now, but to wait for things to come. And the interpreter said, You say the truth, for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. But though this be so, yet since things present and our fleshly appetites are such near neighbors one to another, and again because things to come and carnal sense are such strangers one to another, therefore it is that the first of these do suddenly fall into amity, and that distance is so continually between the second. End of quote. So here is just an example of what patience and passion which represents Abel and Cain respectively is. Are you among those who are not willing to wait and you want to go out from the presence of the Lord? The Lord makes us to understand that those who wait are the ones who are blessed. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 reading from verse 5 says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart descendeth both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment, therefore the misery of man is great upon the earth, for he knoweth not that which shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? Whatever we do, we are going to get the repercussion. You say, oh, I want to go out and chase after the world and break every rule and every law, not caring about the commandments of God like Cain did. What do you think will be the end of it? Assuming there was no time and judgment for everything, then you can go on, do what you like. But remember, Ecclesiastes 5 verse 6, because to every purpose, there is time and judgment. There is time and judgment to every purpose. Therefore, 
the misery of man is great upon the earth the lord will judge for these things what happened to cain and abel at the end of the day abel died but he is waiting for the immortal inheritance which he's going to get in the future cain lost everything he died and is going to have the second death forever lost everything they amassed everything they built him and his descendants the flood took all of it away there was nothing left for them so let us think wisely about this thing do not go out from the presence of the lord to everything there is time and judgment make your hands clean because the lord is going to judge he knows what shall be reading again ecclesiastes 8 from verse 11 down what it says because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil though a sinner do evil an hundred times and his days be prolonged yet surely i know that it shall be well with them that fear the lord which fear before him but it shall not be well with the wicked neither shall he prolong his days which are as a shadow because he feareth not before god it looked as if cain and his descendants were the successful ones on the earth and yes we read it that as far as the worldly pro uh, prosperity goes they were the leaders but the bible tells us it shall not be well with the wicked conflict and courage page 27 paragraph 5 through the influence of Cain's teaching and example multitudes of his descendants were led into sin until the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and they continued to practice their evil because sentence against their work was not executed speedily they continued to do it they continued to do it but we read that even though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged yet it shall not be well with them but rather it will be well with those that fear god as cain went out from the presence of the lord to seek his home as the prodigal wandered into the far country so the sinner seek happiness and forgetfulness of god conflict and courage page 27 paragraph 6 cain went out are you going out have you gone out are you contemplating going out the lord is speaking to you today and telling you wait patiently for the lord i read now from psalms 37 before i read it i just need to make you understand perhaps like cain and the prodigal son you may have gone out into the world to seek your own on this earth perhaps your life is filled with destroying habits and you have dreams of building a city for yourself like cain know today that such an ambition will only be met with misery and destruction it does not pay seek you first the kingdom of god be patient wait on the lord do not sinfully walk out on him to do evil have you walked out the door is open just as it was for the prodigal for you to come back come back to the lord don't let anyone make you think don't let the devil make you think you've gone too far and you can't come back you can come back by the grace of God you can and do not let the world to fit you into his mold as you look around you and you see the things of the world and you are saying oh what profit is there for me standing in Eden waiting patiently on the Lord look at the whole world they are prospering and I am not prospering wait do not leave like Cain there is hope for you nevertheless which is what I'm saying our high calling page 23 
Paragraph 2 says, Oh, that we could all realize the nearness of heaven to earth, when the earth-born children know it not. They have the angels of light as their companions, for the heavenly messengers are sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. A silent witness guards every soul that lives, seeking to win and draw him to Christ. The angels never leave the tempted one, a prey to the enemy who will destroy the souls of men if permitted to do so. As long as there is hope, until they resist the Holy Spirit to their eternal ruin, men are guarded by heavenly intelligences. End of quote. Amen. Cain himself was not left without hope. As long as there was hope, angels were guarding him to seek to win him over. You also. Angels are guarding you. Are you thinking of leaving? Angels are guarding you. Don't go. Have you gone out? Come back. Angels are wooing you back, luring you back to the Lord. Don't go away from the Lord. There are angels of God around you to bring you back to the Lord. Like I was saying earlier, uh, this will bring hope to your heart. Don't think that there's no hope for you. Remember that all these things we are reading is to bring comfort through patience and comfort of the scriptures that we may have hope. There is hope. Be encouraged. Even if you've left like Cain, you can come back. And those who are wondering, oh, I want to go out. Your parents are godly people. They have taught you aright. Yet you went out. You chased after the things of this world. You went out. Plugged your ears with rings. Pierced your body. Or just went after the things of this world. Even if you didn't pierce your body in rebellion. You know very well your countenance. Your face is telling. You have become like the world. The Lord is saying there is hope for you. And for those who are contemplating, I read for you Psalms 37, reading from verse 1, and I'll read down to verse 11. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently, not passionately, patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man like Cain who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, to go out from the presence of the Lord. For evil doers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, you know, patience, those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yet thou shalt consider, diligently consider his place. Where is Cain today? And it shall not be. But where is Abel? Abel is going to inherit the earth. That earth that Cain wanted to get for himself, he went to seek for his own in this world, to own the whole world. He lost everything because of the means which he used by fraud and deception and breaking all the commandments of God. And he thought he would get the world by that. He lost it all. But we read here in 
Psalms 37, reading from verse 10. Verse 11 says, But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Amen. Verse 20 says, But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Again in Psalms 49, reading from verse 6, it says, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it seizeth forever, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. Are you seeing it? Cain didn't see it. What is the point chasing after the world when you are going to die? For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. Then what do they do? They call their lands after their own names. Oh, this street and that street put in their name. I don't see any Jesus street. I don't see any Paul street. I don't see any Peter street. It is the people of the world who love to call streets after their names. And going on now in Psalms 49 verse 12, it says, Nevertheless, after doing all of that, trying to immortalize yourself by calling streets out after your names, here I am, here in the place where I am. Oh, all the generals who have ruled the country have a name for themselves, one street or the other. They name airports after themselves, they name streets after themselves. They are trying to immortalize themselves. Uh, every, every ruler of the nation has a street after himself. What are they trying to do to prolong themselves? But they are dead. They are dead. Verse 12 says, Nevertheless, man being in honor abided not, is dead. He is like the beast that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sins. Like sheep they are laid in the grave, death shall feed upon them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. That beautiful morning when the Lord shall come, the upright will have dominion over them, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased, for when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul. And men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. Amen. Let us not go out because of what we see the world doing. Cain went out to seek his own in this world, named a city after his son, Enoch. And that is what the world does, like we just read in Psalms 49. They name streets after themselves. They want to prosper and they do it by breaking all the laws of God. Don't let yourself be intimidated by such things. Be patient and wait. Don't go out from the presence of the Lord. What does it mean to go out? It means to leave his commandments and his way and go to practice something else. But you don't have life. Your life can only come through God. Cain had not life and when he died, he died once and for all, forever and ever, losing everything. He was not wise. 
Wisdom is to stay with the Lord and get eternal life. And for those who may have left, I still want to encourage. Reading from This Day with God, page 28, paragraph 7, is paragraph 4 to 7. Christ gave himself to ransom man from the power of the destroyer. By becoming the sin bearer, he broke the power of Satan. He says, I will become the center of the redeemed world. All holy agencies, said God, will I set in operation to oppose the armies of the invisible foe to destroy his power. The eternal agency of the Holy Spirit shall rescue man from the effects of sin and restore in him the image of God. Amen. The Lord will restore in you his image. The Lord will not let his human treasure with Christ its head go into the enemy's ranks without every effort made in their behalf. Their only hope is to do the commandments of God. This is the gospel which has been sounding down along the lines of our time. To all, even those who have gone out, to all Christ sends the invitation, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30. For ages, this invitation, Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, has been ringing in clear tones above the world's confusion and trouble. God will not give man up. He won't give you up to your own way and will. To be lost without a determined effort to recover him. Amen. The aim of Christ's ministry, the scope of his far-reaching mercy and power is without bounds. Amen. Take courage, brothers and sisters. Have you gone out? The Lord is seeking you with all his power, all the agencies, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Angels to bring you back. Are you seeking to go out? The Lord says, wait. All these things, remember, happened unto them as examples to us that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Take courage, my brothers and sisters. Be patient and wait on the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, loving Father, for the blessings given to us through your word. We pray, Lord, that you would help us not to go out from your presence, but that we will remain faithful and loyal to you and to your word and to your law. Help us, Lord, whatever troubles we are passing through that is about to push us on the verge of the precipice to fall, to go out from the presence of the Lord, pushing us away. Lord, please keep our souls stayed on thee, that we may abide in you, that we may not go out from your presence. Are there those who have gone out, perhaps parents have children who have gone out? people who are listening perhaps they've gone out they know not how to come back i pray lord that through these words they shall have hope knowing that you will accept them even though they've gone out and help us lord preserve our soul we can go out tomorrow we may be overwhelmed with temptation lord please preserve us we are not any better than cain we are not any better than those who have gone out we can also go out lord save our soul lead us not into temptation deliver us from all evil that we may stay in your presence forever, having that patience that is needed in these last days. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.